But what do you call it? Documentary that's really well worth watching is the MIT card playing team, the MIT Blackjack team. Oh, yeah, I've Have you ever heard of that. this? Yeah. So it was this real thing. It was like in the early 2000s, I think. And this professor, this math professor, had this idea that he knew how to play blackjack. And he knew how to cheat the system where he could count cards and just earn like a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And um, so he did. He trained like 11 MIT students and they all went to Vegas and they had this whole play and they won millions and millions of dollars before getting caught. Huh. That's a really funny coincidence because I just today saw a video about how counting cards works in Blackjack. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. And oh, it's super neat. It was weird because like the method he was talking about was like, usually the house has like a 0.5% advantage. But if you do the counting cards, then you have like a 1.6% mm-hmm. advantage. Yeah. And so yep. then you can bet the right amounts and whatnot and win money. Exactly. But like, what did the what did the documentary talk about? Was it just like their journey sort of thing? Yeah, it was. Like... It was the actual people. Wait, did they recreate it? No, but they like gave interviews like from the people oh, okay. who did it. Okay. Yeah, it's a documentary. Of course, there's interviews, Phil. Yeah, but I the, I thought I thought like the the cameras were there while they were. I guess that wouldn't make sense, oh, right? No, yeah, like yeah, a little bit though. There was definitely like live footage that they had taken, you mm-hmm. know, from cameras. I think. Definitely worth a watch. All right. So I have an idea. That scares me. That I thought of when I was hanging out with Jess. This idea is every movie is technically 3D because you have like the normal like flat plane and then the third dimension is time. (laughs) <laughs> so every movie is 3D confirmed. I like it. Okay. You're going to accept that? Yeah, I'll go with it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I told you my resolution is to be more accepting of your ideas. Wow, this is a first. I feel so... If... I was prepared to argue my case and everything. No, I buy it. <laughs> Damn. Time, time is another dimension. And so if you have two spatial dimensions and then you add time, like 3D, yeah, you're right. God damn it, that's no fun, though. <laughs> well, which is it? Do you want me to be oh. more accepting of your ideas, or do you want me to hate your ideas? I think Phil, you... that's such bullshit. Pick one, Phil. You can't have me do Shut both up, of Jesse, these things. Shut up, You already agreed with me. You can't disagree with me now. You wanted me to accept your ideas more. No, Here no, no, we no. are. After I'm accepting well, after your ideas. Dis- after thoughtful discussion, of course. But you're right. I don't need to think about it. <laughs> now, so what about... I think what about Go those ahead. Disney movies that have like smell and stuff? So is that like five D now? Because you have the th- you have like three space dimensions, then you have time, and then you have like the smell. That's true. Yes, yeah, or the, or That's like true. the feel. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those, those like, like uh, smellovision movies. Yeah, like like one of those I, that, Disney it, where like the seat moves with you or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Where like the seat moves and stuff. But but like a sense is not a dimension, you know. Well, I tell that to, to whoever makes the type, the names for those t- types of shows or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, they're wrong, but just because like, they say it's dimension doesn't mean they're right. Go ahead, Phil. I remember in uh, I went to the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta, which is basically a four-hour advertisement for Coca-Cola. But in it, they, had a, they had a movie. It was touted as a 4D movie because it was... 3D, so you had to wear those. Okay, now I'm now I'm speaking 3D in the traditional sense. All right, 
Yeah, so. because it turns out that using words as they are colloquially known <laughs> is way better than just making shit up. All right. <laughs> All right. So I have to clarify that. But using that 3D should just be it, like the, 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 the theme of our podcast. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right there, what, That's Max. what the, the podcast has become. <laughs> um, so 3D in the traditional sense. Um, and then with the glass and everything. And then it's 4D because, like, the whole thing was, like, an adventure thing and, like when there was a water splash, there was like a slight misting of water or stuff like that and rumbling. But the one thing that was super annoying about this, and this is just really just an example of a 4D movie, but the one thing that was really annoying about this is there was a scene where they were in the jungle and then there's a huge skeleton, not skeleton, mosquito, two very different things, huge (laughs) mosquito that just like popped up in front of the screen. At the same time, there was like a really sharp poke in in our back. And it hurt. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It was it was stupid. I didn't like it. And that was and they called it 4D, <laughs> which I think the fourth dimension is pain. The, yeah, the fourth dimension <laughs> is pain exactly. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. That was that was just like make the experience more real or whatever, right? But I don't yeah. know if I'd call that a, another dimension. I would not. I don't so think a actually, sense is a dimension. Do you guys actually like watching 3D movies, like, with the 3D glasses and all that? No. Like, um, no. Well, so, uh, as a kid, yeah, it was, like, really cool. I remember when, what was it, Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rabbit came out. Um, I think I saw it 3D in theaters. Uh, and that was really cool, but I was also, like, six. <laughs> now, it's not really mm. impressive to me. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like 3D, 3D is, like, is, like... A weird mix between immersion and watching a movie, you know? When I'm watching a movie, I want to, like, watch a movie and, and like, I don't want to, like, feel part of the story, you know? I want to watch a story unfold, you know? And I don't know. I think I, I think I think 3D 3D isn't good at making that immersive feeling and there are always, like, whenever you have a 3D movie, there are always those, like, weird, awkward like 3d moments where like you could tell it was meant to be filmed for 3d and so like like jess and i were watching spy kids um the other day 3d game over and there there are so many like moments where like they're pointing right at the screen and you can tell like this was meant to be like a 3d moment where they like point right at but like it just looks weird when it's in 2d i will say this I, i don't like it if if and when movie theaters are able to integrate VR headsets, 3D movies will be much more immersive and cool. Because you'll well, why, actually why like, even go to a theater if you're just going to put on a headset? Like at that point, you can do it at home. Well, yeah, but like mm-hmm. you know, you got the whole movie theater experience, which I, I think is fantastic. I love the movie theater experience. I do too. But I if, agree. You, if you're on a the headset, then what's even it. the point? Well, yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Like the theater industry is dying, but. I think also I just I, I have to put my my opinion here real quick. I think 3D is just awesome, and I I don't have any reason for that. I just think it's the coolest thing. Now, Jesse, do you mean the three spatial dimensions, or do you mean <laughs> two and then time? <laughs> wow, you know I didn't even consider that question. Thank you for bringing that up, Max. <laughs> I think so. So I saw this. I saw this on a post somewhere talking talking about this. I feel or some someone brought this up. So it's not necessarily my thought. But they were saying, like, VR movies aren't ever going to be a thing because the point of a movie is for the director to direct your attention. And if you can just, like, look around wherever. Oh, you mean, like, you know, full 360. Yeah, full 360. Yeah. It sort of defeats the purpose of a movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I wouldn't really like that. Because I'd always feel like, am I missing something? You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can't stress. It's the same reason like 360 video doesn't really work unless it's like of a nature scene. Yeah, unless you know? it's like ambient, yeah. Yeah. I'm making, I want to make a comment about how it's really annoying that there's like a sweet spot with showers, you know? How so? What because kind like, of the temperature, yeah. Yeah, with the like temperature. People have, com- people have commented on that a lot. I just wanted to comment on it because it came up in my mind and I think it's annoying. And plus, yeah, how it's like really easy to get the temperature either too hot or too cold. Mm-hmm. But like once you hit that sweet spot and the thing is, it's individual for every shower too. Right. Yeah. I feel like your shower, the shower you use most often, you like know that sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. To the I point have. You can, yeah. Yeah. I have a good, I have a sweet spot with that shower with my shower I usually use and I have a system because what I do first is I pull, turn it all the way high to get it warmed up quicker and then turn it slightly back for the sweet spot. But my parents' shower is not like that. It has a different sweet spot. And it's a lot harder to find that sweet spot. So showers should be standardized. <laughs> um, their control should also be standardized because I feel like I mean, every that's time... kind of hard because like you have it's like it, there's an entire heating apparatus that's going to be totally different for every house. Like well, the pipes can like, go through and some Max, colder. I don't care. This has to. This has the to showers suit are in different needs. climates. Like this has to suit my needs, Max. You're that's you're right. Missing the point. Everything here. we talk about is about <laughs> Phil's needs. <laughs> but but like, what are the what are like all the different shower apparatus that you guys have seen? What do you mean? Like, there's the one that changes the temperature, and then maybe <laughs> and a separate one that changes pressure. But I don't. I don't. So. So I'm going to list. Is there a separate one that changes? That's pressure? why I said maybe. I think there's like only one thing usually, right? That's impressive. I've never. I, th- I don't, Actually, that's a good point. I don't know if I've ever seen one that well, changes okay, so, pressure. Some shower heads have that thing you can turn. You can change the nozzle shape. Yeah, exactly. You've seen that? So that could change yeah. the pressure. Yeah. I've also had one like in like swimming pools. Those are, those are like the, the, the one button showers where you just click the button and it stays on for like a little bit. But there's no way to adjust anything else about it. Those always suck. And it's cold very suck i've also had no okay okay here's one that's changed okay okay here's one that's changed the pressure so my grandma in germany has a, a single shower thing and it's, it's like a handle type thing where you turn it hot and cold right and then you lift the handle up or down to change the pressure so that that has a specific pressure changing mechanism but it's always really annoying because the shower is so small that you can easily hit your elbow on the handle when it's like at a normal pressure and so mm-hmm. there have been times where i've been taking a shower and i accidentally hit the handle and it suddenly turns ice cold Struggles, so that's dude. that's also like not acceptable you know what i'm saying shower I problems do. really are like peak first world problems <laughs> right like I, at their <laughs> finest <laughs> i think sometimes it's fun to get like argumentative about a meaningless thing as i tend to do it's true it is very fun well, it's an argument to be had. World. Like, just to like get, not an argument, but like get upset. Slash. It's fine. Yeah. It's kind of futuristic too, you know. Like how how advanced can our showers get? I bet there are, there are like specific showers that have like sixty eight degrees or whatever. Yeah, if, if it's true. If you want to show like that some place is really weird and technological, it's always stuff like showers and bathrooms, right? That like have really confusing things. Hmm. Hmm. I never understood why like. Like, water feels colder than air normally, right? Well, In isn't that because it can, like, suck heat out of your body faster than air? I think so. And I think maybe it also has to do with, like, with air, 
you like create like a, a layer of like heat slash like protection from the air when you're just sort of standing still whereas in water like you can't really do that as well or something yeah because it's, well, it's it takes more heat to heat water up yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is right like if water also like water moves significantly like it flows constantly Mm-hmm. So like if wa- if you could be in a a container of water and like have the water be completely stagnant, you would probably eventually also develop that little like shell of warmth. That always confused the heck out of me though. Whenever like as a kid, I was in a swimming pool and it was like thirty two degrees Celsius, and I was like, "That's really warm from from an air perspective," but it's really cold from a water perspective. Hmm. So. Well, it's like when, when metal is cold, it's really cold. And when metal is hot, it's really hot. You yeah. know. How about conductivity? Well, also, like, air is less dense. So if you're if you're looking at this in terms of molecules, if the air is cold, there are still less molecules of air to suck away your heat than yeah, I think water. That's it. Yeah. Water is way more dense, you know? Yeah, but also, if you take the other side of it, with a temperature, right? You measure temperature by measuring, like, how many, like, the energy of the atoms colliding with whatever is measuring the temperature, right? Yeah, it's like the average kinetic energy of the atoms. Yeah, the average kinetic energy. Now, when you have air, the air molecules need to be going a lot faster for the same temperature because you have a lot more water molecules. So if you're measuring the temperature of water, then there's a lot more molecules, but they don't have to be moving as fast to get it to the same level. Is that right? Or no? That doesn't sound right. I'm not really like... Huh. Temperature I, is average energy of molecules. Yeah, that's it's not dependent on number of molecules. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking like number of molecules times average speed of those molecules. If you have more molecules, you but need no, less no, no, average because, speed. Because it doesn't matter. If you have 75 degree Fahrenheit air and 75 degree Fahrenheit water, those molecules have the same average kinetic energy. It you, the air doesn't have to move faster to compensate. It's because you don't have to account for uh, the well. It, de- it does of depend molecules. on the ma- it, it's because it's average energy, which energy kinetic energy is mass times velocity, right? So it does depend mm-hmm. on the how, the size of the molecules. So like if they're bigger, but water is a small molecule. Water is a small molecule. So yeah, and, and well, yeah, but so also there's not going to be a big difference. Well, air is also air also has small molecules. Okay, but O two is a lot heavier, relatively speaking, than H two O. True. Yeah, and so is N two. So the so the oxygen is going to be slightly slower than the water if they're at the same temperature. Yes, because it's okay. slightly more massive. Question for you: What's faster, water at seventy five degrees? You know, you guys know the steeler feathers thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the first time like that concept was explained that like units that like weight or whatever or, like mass doesn't matter in terms of like different things like 200 grams is 200 grams there was this book in like first or second grade i forget which it was some like early elementary school and it was like this this like math plus like candy book so it's entertaining but still educational you know Mm -hmm. and in that book they asked the question they're like what's heavier a ton of bricks a ton of feathers or a ton of like peanut butter cups or something Mm-hmm. And like it, that's like the page ends there, so you have like a, a chance to think about it, and then they they explain. They're like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't matter what the thing is, you know, because weight is weight." Now we can yeah. talk about semantics and talk about a ton not as the weight, but a ton as in a lot. Yeah, but I keep that pretty simple. A ton for me is weight, and then if it's anything else, if I'm using it as a lot, I usually say fuck ton, metric ton, or metric fuck ton. 
Mm. <laughs> the only one of those Isn't that has the only one of those that could have confusion would be metric ton, obviously. But yeah, like nobody here uses ton? the metric system other than me. Is a metric ton a thousand kilograms or something like that? I think Cause, so. Because one ton is is two thousand pounds. Yes. So a metric ton, I don't know what that would be. Jesse, hit the Google. Metric ton. Un segundo, por favor. Metric ton to pounds. Or in oh, terms of kilograms. In terms of kilograms. Yeah. Kilograms is 1,000. Hey. Metric, like milli, so like 1,000. Makes sense. What? <laughs> kind you of, know? but the way you said that is wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, me- both no, start metric with M. Means, like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but like, like the pattern in the metric system is powers of 10. Yeah. I think that's what he meant. He yeah. just did uh, not deliver yeah. that properly at all. Like, no, like milli, like milli is a thousandth. So it makes sense that metric would be a thousand. No, no, no. Wait, no, because Cause, Phil, cause a kilogram kilo is literally a thousand. <laughs> a kilogram is a thousand grams. So a metric yeah. Yeah, 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 would yeah. be a million grams or a, a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gram. No, no, no. Um, sorry, I'm, I confuse it with micro because that's a thousand thousand, right? That's a thousand. That's a millionth, you know? Mi- uh, micro, yeah, is micro is a millionth. Yeah, micro, micro is a millionth. millionth. So it makes sense that metric would be like one million grams, which is one thousand kilograms. Well, no, that's, no, but that's mega. That's what. Yeah, that's mega. Metric no, does metric. not. It doesn't mean anything in terms of like a number prefix. It's the metric system. It's not. Like, I think. I think it's because of micro. It's the metric system because micro, the meter metric. was the first unit of it to mm. exist. I think it's all about the, mm, you know? No, the metric system is called the metric system because it's derived entirely from the first meter. Exactly, and so it makes sense to use to be using M for all the important ones. No, because so, metric sounds like meter. Like, it doesn't matter. You could have called a meter whatever you wanted to, and oh, metric Now you're talking about semantics, like John. We know we don't talk about semantics on this show. You do. <laughs> <laughs> You I shut think, me down now, Phil. Uh, the roles listen, have reversed. I don't listen, like it. Listen, John. If I can't, if I can't, if I, <laughs> if you're gonna agree with my stupid logic, I have to come up with even stupider logic to argue. And with I'm you, telling, right? like, okay, here, I'm telling you, it's stupid. Are you happy now? <laughs> yes. Thank you. And I had my and, argument, but I'm explaining to you why it's stupid, and now you don't want to hear it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I love hearing it. I love arguing about it. You told me to shut up. Huh? Yeah, because that's part me- of the argument. That's part of the argumentative style, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Max, good job reaching the score threshold on that one. It's funny because he didn't. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a hard round in terms of pain, so. Yeah, okay. That's, also, you, you, know, that's oh, you barely you barely that's- reached it, Phil. Phil's like, oh, look at Max not reaching it, sitting at 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> I had bad ping, too, that game, you know? Have you guys gotten to the point yet where you have to get a new dentist? Uh, I don't I go have, to the dentist. I mean, I have a dentist in Pittsburgh. John, what do you say? That makes sense. I haven't gone to the dentist in over a year. I haven't either. I probably am just about at that point. That what, where you should? Dentist. I mean, yeah, where it's coming soon. Yeah, so like, what was it? A couple of years ago, you know how like you go to the dentist and then when you're done, you make your next appointment for six months from now and you have no idea what that day is going to be like until it comes up and then you have like 16 things and then... You also have the dentist appointment you forgot about? Yes. Yeah, because that's, that's how it works. It's a stupid system. But basically, <laughs> basically, one time I went to the dentist, and like I got to the end, and it was like, all right, when do you want your next appointment? And I don't know why I was allowed to do this, but I basically just said, I'll figure it out later. 
and then never figured it out intentionally because I don't like the dentist. <laughs> so I haven't been to the dentist in a hot minute. Do you not get like reminder mm-hmm. calls? I don't. Oh, okay. Usually, it, usually it's only a reminder like about your appointment. Mm. It's not like a, oh, you're due for a cleaning. Like, no, it's usually like you have an appointment in a week. It's like, ah, shit, I booked six other things that day. Cause I, Seriously, cause I, like if, if, if there's any profession, if there's anybody that can see into the future, it's the secretaries at dentist's office <laughs> offices because... Like, well, that's all they have to do. That's all they have to schedule. No, like they'll just throw out a random day and you're like, okay, that's fine. And every time, no matter what happens, that's the day that you have the most things going on when it finally comes. Well, I think the point is that you mm-hmm. schedule it so far in advance that you then realize when you're scheduling other things that you like, oh, I have a dentist appointment out there. I got to watch out for that. In my experience, that is yeah. not what happens. Yeah, this you sounds like it'd be a problem for Jesse, but not for you. You schedule it so far ahead of time that you forget you scheduled it and you book other things. And no, then you it just comes put it on up. your Google Calendar that you yeah, keep Yeah, put it on your Google you. Calendar. I'm going to fill on this one. Yeah. yeah that's rare. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the right calendar system, boys. Yeah. Coming from Mr. Email it's really, over here. It's really just Google Calendar. That's all the calendar system you need. Yeah. But, like, the, the hardest part about a dentist is the phone call to me. Like, you have to, like, do a phone call and stuff. But like call? I recently got a call that's like, hey, you're due for a cleaning. And I was like, oh, fine, I'm going to call him. And so I called him and I scheduled it for today and I had my cleaning today. And then they were like, hey, nice. you should you should like probably get a new dentist. <laughs> um, and and I was like, all right. And so I asked my parents, what dentist do you guys go to? And they're like, oh, we go to this dude. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to call them, see what happens. And so I called I also... them and I set up an appointment with them. And it was great. Like, I get the idea of, like, a kid's dentist and an adult dentist, but, like, the dentist that I went to was not either of those. It was just a dentist. Like, the idea of having a, a dentist for kids, and then, like, when you grow up, you have to, like, upgrade your dentist to the to the pro version. <laughs> the you know? You can't, you can't use that light version anymore, you know? You gotta, like, pay the six ninety nine to unlock the full features. Um, but, like, I didn't have that, because, like, the dentist that I went to serviced, like, kids and adults. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think technically I could have stayed with my dentist until I was like 25, but they were like, yeah, maybe think about it. I'm like, all right. But yeah, no, like sitting in the waiting room, there's like me who ranged from like four to 18. And at the same time, there were people who were like 80. So you're really missing out on the kids dentist, though, because my I probably am. My kids kids dentist are pretty great. Yeah. In the waiting room, you had an arcade machine. Oh, like really? A legit arcade machine. You could play Pac-Man. You could play Space Invaders. You could play yeah, like, no, Mario like, and like, Donkey Kong. My dentist office got enough kid clients that they had like those little like fidget toys that like every every uh, mm. ch- uh, child's doctor's office has. You know, like the beads, yeah. where you, yeah, the beads where you just yeah. like sw- slide them on the wire. You know, yeah, yeah, like Classic. like the dentist office clearly got enough kids because they had one of those, mm-hmm. but. It was definitely not Classic. a kid's dentist. It's really funny because the my the kid's dentist used to, doesn't anymore, but used to just play Nemo on repeat. <laughs> like, you could just walk in, and, like, if you visit them enough over the course of, like, five years, you could slowly, like, watch all the movie. Because you, yeah, you, you gotta get, saw, you gotta get you lucky saw, with like, the timing. In, yeah, you gotta get lucky with the scenes and stuff. Nice shot, Max. <laughs> Max is a hat trick this game. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I helped him. I had, I got an assist there. It wouldn't have been possible without me. Yeah, that's uh, true. Look up. at that. 
I made sure you didn't drift off course, Max. You're welcome. Thank you, Seb. Yeah. Amazing. Are there any other movies with dentists other than Finding Nemo? Uh, probably Herbie. Probably a few. Herbie the elf wanted to be a dentist and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, but that really didn't, like, picture any dentists. Hey! Hey, my dentist office had like four different figurines of Herbie the dentist. Really? Oh yeah. So don't you tell me that that didn't picture any dentist. That <laughs> was that was society altering, sir. Damn. All right. Any other dentist movies? Because Finding Nemo is really the only one I got. I mean, I'm not versed in cinema. I feel like there might be like some movies where like there's a dentist that comes in to investigate like a crime scene or something like can you identify this jaw bite or something like that? You know, he had a, he had an A5-2 molar. Didn't have his wisdom teeth out yet. That's how we can identify the suspect. You don't need to be a dentist to tell if somebody hasn't had their wisdom teeth taken out yet. Hey, there, the dentist today looked was looking into my mouth and was like, have you had your wisdom teeth out yet? And I'm like, yes. You don't. Maybe, so maybe he, he was just checking, checking to see. It, maybe he was just checking to see if you knew your <laughs> shit. Like you <laughs> wanted to know if you had completely forgotten, or he just had no idea. I say, I say, no. I still have them. He's like, psych. <laughs> he he brings out the game show buzzer. He's like, eh, wrong. You lose. Find a new dentist. But like, you don't need to be a dentist to check if somebody has their wisdom teeth. Like, are there know, extra teeth like back there? True. If not, I don't know what their wisdom teeth are. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, how exactly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know which teeth looked like they were extra. Don't you, know? you have thirty-two teeth? Can't you count? Well, I don't know how many teeth the average person. <laughs> Is it thirty-two? I don't freaking know. I know. Isn't it more when you're a kid? Some. See, this is why we need dentists. There is something like that. We, the average person can't identify whether or not someone's had their wisdom teeth out. Okay, but not because, like, that information is, like, really techno- like technically advanced and you don't have skill. You just have to, like, know how many teeth the average person has. Well, yeah, and the average person doesn't know that. Yeah, but, like, that's not that's but, not a fact you learn in, like, your fourth year of dental school. But also, like, like you hear a, about this as a kid and forget about it as you grow up. But also, like, what if there are some people that only have, like, two of their wisdom teeth taken out or something like that right but also like how, how are you able to, to identify what two are the wisdom teeth dentists teeth don't have to count every tooth to figure out to read to know if wisdom yeah. teeth are out or not right it's like are like, you wisdom teeth out hang on let me count like no but i'm one, saying two, that like three, as someone right. who isn't a dentist i could figure out if somebody has had their wisdom teeth taken out or not simply by counting well what like, if that's the lost, easiest that's the if, least proficient you need to be with teeth what if they you play hockey and they lost to in hockey? <laughs> well, but yeah, then they would they'd be in a different spot. You're not going to lose a molar in hockey. Getting, no, that's my point. It'd be, it'd be in a different spot. You can't just count them. But my other point still no, stands. No, 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 Why no, no, if no. someone only like, lost you can, two wisdom but like, teeth? How do you know what, like, No, hang on. I'm circling back to Max's question here. I'm circling back to Max's question here. Okay, so if we assume, I might be wrong, but if we assume that you have 32 teeth as an adult and you count 30... But you notice that you're missing a canine and an incisor on one side. I don't know what those are. Right? I don't even know what a canine and incisor is. Oh, well, then you guys are just stupid. (laughs) That's why we need dentists. Exactly. I'm not a dentist and I know this. Also, like, if it's not a molar, then it can't be a wisdom tooth. So if it's in the front and it's missing, it's not a wisdom tooth that got taken out. Wisdom teeth are in the back. Do you know that? I know wisdom teeth are in the back. Okay, so if you're not missing a tooth in the back and you're missing it somewhere else, it's clearly not a wisdom tooth. The thing is, it doesn't. There's no like with wisdom teeth; they're the they're the furthest back, and once you've like had them out for a long time, like 
there's like healing that goes on there. So there's not going to be like a big gaping hole back there. So you can't tell whether or not something's missing back there. Again, you count. Well, yeah, but like you guys are making this out to be difficult. My other point still stands. Difficult, and it's not. You don't need to be a dentist to check for wisdom teeth. My other point still stands. Of like, if someone's only had some of their wisdom teeth out, how are you able to identify which wisdom teeth have been taken out? Okay, you have four. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you either are missing four teeth or less than four. teeth. Well, yeah, but how are you are able to how are you able to identify which of those teeth are still wisdom teeth and which are not? Because the ones that are left. Well, yeah, exactly. The ones. Oh, yeah. I thought your question was like, have you had your wisdom teeth taken out? That's easy to check. Mm, yeah, of no. the ones that are left, logically, if you've had two yeah. out. Because if, okay. you're, if, if you're solving a crime scene, it's important to know whether the teeth Phil. are top, bottom, left, right, you know? This is interesting. Phil, so if you've had one wisdom tooth, if you've had one taken out, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. There should be one on the other side in the symmetrical place that wouldn't match up because you've had one taken out, Yeah. Maybe not all people's mouths are perfectly symmetric. They molars are, I think, are, are symmetrical enough that you'd be what, able to tell. What about Tom Cruise's one. middle tooth? Yeah. Huh? How are you gonna <laughs> do? You know about that? For that? No. What's this Tom Cruise middle tooth look thing? Up, yeah. Have you heard about that, Jesse? No, not at all. Oh yeah. Look up Tom Cruise middle tooth. Tom Cruise middle tooth. All right. And then Phil, the other thing, mm-hmm. the your teeth. And this might be where the dentist is necessary because I could be wrong, and I will I will concede that. Mm-hmm. But your teeth, top and bottom, also especially in the molars. Oh, it's just up. like one giant tooth in there, <laughs> <laughs> right? So if you're missing your top wisdom tooth but not your bottom, that should also be relatively easy to tell because they should meet at approximately the same point in the mouth when you close your mouth. Yeah, but when you close your mouth, you can't be in there. To see it, because you're looking. Can you in not? Someone's mouth. Can you not approximate? Can you not extrapolate with your eyes? Maybe, can you not? Can you not? Maybe look they at have door? an overbite or an underbite. Can you know. not look at a door? An underbite and an overbite don't affect your molars as well, much. Yeah, as they but it still might affect. Can you not look at a door molars? and predict what path it will take when it swings open? Because well, yeah. if you can't do that, then you cannot but predict teeth. Like, but if no, you no, can, no, you can predict where these teeth are going to end up. Hang on, you sound stupid. Like a door, though. It opens and closes. It's hinged. <laughs> but you, could, it could you could still experience some shifting that you might not know if you're not a dentist. You don't. I can tell you that right now. You don't <laughs> have being a person with a jaw. I know that you don't. Do you have the same number of teeth on top as you do bottom? Speaking of per, speaking for personal experience as somebody that has a jaw, your jaw does not shift when you open or close it. It flex. It moves on a hinge. Mm-hmm. But are they are they? You know, they might not be perfectly My jaw also moves on a hinge. Thank you, Jesse. But you can still move (laughs) your jaw back and forth. You can, but... Maybe they're throwing you off. No, opening and closing a mouth doesn't move that. Yeah, it does. No, like up and down is on a hinge. You can purposely open and close your mouth in different ways that that positions your teeth differently. Okay, all right. You ever get one of those little plastic Easter eggs that opens? Yeah. Can you put that back together without moving it side to side? Listen, listen, here. Here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to open your mouth and put your jaw as far far back as possible, and then put your jaw as far forward as possible. Open your mouth. And right I'm now. saying. Ah, and I'm saying, eh, Phil. Phil. Ah, Phil. And you can move your teeth. Phil. Phil. Yes. Phil. I'm saying that you can do that, but it's also very easy to not do that when opening and closing a but jaw. If it's a, but if it's a criminal and you're trying to solve a criminal investigation, they're going to want to do anything they can to throw you off the scent. 
What are you even arguing about? How are you examining? I don't even know. Like, how are you examining a criminal's jaw? Very. If you're examining, no. If you're examining a jaw, that's a dead person's jaw that you're looking at. No, I'm not thinking about a dead person's jaw. I'm thinking about a bite victim, and you're examining a suspect's mouth. If you're examining a bite victim, you wouldn't see the wisdom teeth. You don't bite a person with your molars. Maybe it's a deep bite. You don't know that. You gotta no, be prepared. No, I do. For Phil, have you ever John, bitten somebody? I, John, I think you're overestimating the amount that the average person, and specifically us and Phil, I'm, knows no, about I'm teeth. clearly just overestimating Phil, who's a fucking moron. I don't know oh any of this molar God. shit either. You gotta be, you gotta be prepared for every eventuality in case you like Shut to call up, up Phil. To no, I was accepting of your first idea. I was tolerant of your second idea. You sound so stupid right now. Shut up. I don't think the average person could identify on a brief glance of the jaw. It's not a brief glance. You said, was, you said you were analyzing it. Yeah, exactly. Analyzing not, is not a brief glance, my whether guy. Whether or not, oh, sorry, sorry, not brief glance, but analysis. Can we? We should do this. We can we run an experiment? Us five. We get a row of people who may or may not have taken their wisdom teeth out, and we look in. Phil, and we Phil, see. here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do right now. Yes. And just because of the hypothetical that you gave of a bite being deep. All right, I want you to take your forearm and shove it so far back in your mouth that your last molar bites down on it. You know, see, I'm not a good example because I don't have wisdom teeth, so I, don't, I wouldn't. I be know, a good, but if, I wouldn't be a good but, test for this hypothesis. But if your if your last molar cannot get there, there's no way in hell your wisdom teeth could. Well, yeah, but I could also put my my singular finger all the way back there, and then for sure get a bite on my molar there. If you're biting a finger that far back, you're not getting that finger for analysis. That finger is getting eaten. You might, well, you might get a bite analysis if you don't chomp through the finger. There might still be a bite mark there. Just saying, I rest my case. You don't shut up. My foot's going to be resting in your ass. <laughs> all right. Hurtful, but all right. Seems, seems you know. Seems legit. See, you don't need... See, now that, you'd need a, what is it called, a pediatrician? Not a pediatrician. Uh, what's the foot doctor? Podiatrist? A podiatrist? Podiatrist. You need a podiatrist to examine <laughs> that one. Exactly. All right. Peace, bros. It was happy a good birthday. talk. Have a very happy birthday, happy everyone. Birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Cheers. <laughs> See Bye. ya. Good night.